All right, you can be seated. Now, um, I know you've heard a lot from me today. I was on the announcement video. I did this, but now you got to hear me again. Is that amazing or what? All right. Um, let me go ahead and first say thank you so much to Pastor. Uh, I know he's not here, but I want him to know, and I want you guys to know that I understand the responsibility of taking this pulpit. Um, and it's not something I do lightly. Understand that the word has to be shared. The seed has to be strewn. And today, that's what I want to do. I want, I want God to use me. So if you would, um, pray for me as I pray for myself. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you. You're the King of kings and Lord of lords. And Lord God, I, right now, unwilling vessel, Lord, but with you, all things are possible, Lord God. I sing a song, if you can use anything, Lord, use me. Now I, I scream that to you, Lord, because I can entertain, I can motivate, I can encourage, Lord God, but you can change lives, and that's what we want. A life change. Lord God, take control. Be God, in Jesus' name, amen. Now, can you believe it is graduation time already? I just said, you know, I've been with these guys for like seven years. I remember them being this big. I found a picture the other night, um, actually it was last night, of Chloe, looked like she was like eight. Chloe Nichols was like this big. I was like, man, she is as big as Landon, my son is. And now look at her graduating. I couldn't believe it. Seems like just yesterday they were in junior high and here they are graduating. And I'm genuinely excited to see what God's gonna do with each and every one of these graduates. And if you will permit me as a congregation, my lesson today really is focused to graduates. Um, now, don't get me wrong, it can you know, be a blessing to everyone that hears. But I really want to focus on the graduates because I believe that we need, as a church, to, to just really invest and really give them a charge, give them something that they can go with. And that's what I want to do. Um, one thing I love about graduation season is this. It's always positive encouraging. You've got your parents, your friends, and even your teachers that even don't like you. Principals, they all shower you with praise. In fact, I remember when I was in high school, um, I had a teacher who didn't like me so much. And on graduation day, he was like, congratulations, Chris. And I was like, what? And I walked away. I was like, did he just graduate? He, you know, and then I thought about it later. I was like, he was probably just glad I was leaving. You know, like, that's what he was happy about. He was like, yeah, congratulations. Thank goodness he's leaving. But it's so positive. It's so good. And um, it was funny because I remember if you don't know, I graduated from Central High School, which is the same school that Pastor graduated from, and I don't remember the exact number of graduates we had, but there were a lot, a lot of graduates, like hundreds. It wasn't just like 50 or 40, hundreds. And I remember seeing some of the guys as they walk up there, because you get to think a lot while this is going on, because it's not a quick thing. They're like, they start with A's, you know, and they go all the way down. And while they're doing it, I'm like, that dude graduated? 
how? You know, like, I think I remember him filling everything. You know, how in the world? And I'm sitting there just going, I'm like, they, they let that person graduate? I was blown away. But it was crazy how it was a positive moment, a positive time. And with all seriousness, I just want to say congratulations to our wonderful graduates. But let's be honest. Graduation ceremonies can be rough. They can be long. They can be boring. You always know there's going to be this weird speech that somebody gives up and says with corny motivational quotes and might even put you to sleep. So what I did is I actually pulled up some of my favorite motivational quotes. Is it okay if I share some of those with you? They're corny, so, so we can laugh with them. Um, but I first want to put up this one. This one was one of my favorites. Be a fruit loop in a cheerio world. Have y'all ever heard that one? I've heard that one. Uh, now, this is one of my favorites because um, I like cupcakes, but it says, be a cupcake because of cupcakes are muffins that believed in miracles. <laughs> There's another one that was really funny. Um, I, just, I just didn't know how to take it when I first heard it, but listen to this. It says, I hope your dreams take you to the corners of your smiles, to the highest of your hopes, to the windows of your opportunities, and the most special places your heart has ever known. Maybe that one's too deep for me because I never got what that meant, but it was a great thing of words, you know. <laughs> and then what was really funny is um, I've actually read this one. I didn't get, get to hear this one on a, on a YouTube video, but this one says, a teacher once gave a note to one of the students says, listen, do just like the St. Ignace of Lola said, go forth and set the world on fire because you've already done enough damage here. <laughs> Seriously, you're given so much encouragement during graduation season that by the time you actually graduate, you believe you can be unstoppable. Stoppable. Maybe you can become the American Prince Harry or the Christopher Columbus floating down the Mississippi River. Maybe Neil Armstrong landing on the new campus of the college that you're going to attend. Or maybe even, my favorite, Dwayne The Rock Johnson made at Planet Fitness with your five-pound dumbbells. You may be the next world changer. There's no doubt. I see great potential in this graduation class, but let me ask you some questions. Listen to these. What happens when you don't measure up to what other people want, to the dreams you have? What happens when you make mistakes or experience a major setback to the plans you might have right now? What happens when you procrastinate and fail one of your college classes or make a bad relationship decision? What happens when you make a dumb decision with your money or say something you shouldn't have said? What happens when your dreams don't turn out exactly the way you planned them? Will you get through it? How will you navigate that broken road? Will your faith in Jesus still be intact to get you through it? The truth that I have experienced and that we know from the Bible is that we all have to face trials and challenges. In fact, Jesus told his disciples in John 16, in this world, you will have troubles. You see, the question is not, will you experience failure and setbacks and heartaches, but how, when, why, and where? Even for those of you that have, in fact, a really strong faith right now, think about it this way. 
Think of when you go and purchase a car. No matter what the car is, no matter how much research you've done, that car somewhere along its journey is gonna need maintenance. Yes, a car will eventually somehow break down. It's not a question of if it will break down, it's a question of what, when, and where. That's why you buy stuff like car warranties and insurance, so that you can be prepared for things like this. Even if you buy a brand new Mercedes or a Tesla, somehow, some way, there's gonna be maintenance. Now, um, I did my research on the Teslas recently, and they were like, low maintenance, blah, blah, blah. You can go so long, but guess what? You still have to replace tires. You still have to replace brakes. There's still things you have to do because maintenance is required to keep things on track. In the same way, even if your faith is strong now, you're going to incur incur challenges. And I don't mean this to be depressing. I actually think it's important that I point this out now because if I tell you now, it sets us up for greater faith because it can cause us to be prepared for the challenges that we will face. I wanna tell you a real quick story of uh, my 21st birthday. All right, so my 21st birthday's coming along, and y'all know that's real important, right? I don't know why we call it important, but I was all excited. So I got my car ready, and, um, and when I say get ready, I was like gonna do a trip to Atlanta with my girlfriend at the time, right? Like, we're gonna go have a good time. We're gonna eat real nice. We're gonna go to a, a, I think we ended up doing a dinner theater type thing that they had up there, and I was all excited. And it's not medieval times. I know some of you guys are going, medieval times? It's like, no, I'm talking about nicer, you know? But um, I said, you know, well, my car's going to make the trip up there. So what I do, I went and had it, you know, of course, old chain service done. Um, I actually ended up putting new tires on it because I had some bald tires in the back. And I was like, if it rains, I don't want to be all, you know, I was like, because it was an M3. It was really nice. So I put some new tires on the back. I was all excited to take my girlfriend. So we dressed up and we're headed to Atlanta. Well, we get on right on the other side of Forsyth. And um, I'm passing an 18-wheeler, and because I have an M3, it's a manual five-speed, I downshifted the fourth, because, you know, I like the sound of the car. No need to really downshift the fourth, right? <laughs> but I downshifted, and when I went to fifth, it said, Bleh! and the, the, you know how they're solid stick shifts. Some of you guys don't know, it. the students today don't know what a stick shift is, but they're solid, right? Well, all of a sudden, mine does this, just fell over, and I'm like, and the car's out of gear, I'm rolling, I'm, I actually get scared because I'm like in the middle of traffic. Remember I said I was pacing the 18-wheeler, so guess what's on my tail right now? An 18-wheeler, I'm like nervous. So I finally get off the road and I did not anticipate the gear shifter breaking. So guess what? My 21st birthday is what? Not going as planned, right? In fact, I remember thinking in the car, sitting beside my girlfriend, I was like, what a way to spend a birthday. We had this plan to go do this, and it changed, right? In fact, I ended up sitting on the side of the road. Some of you guys like, have to know what happens, you know, right? So I was sitting on the side of the road. I called my dad. My dad shows up in his yellow truck. Some of you guys that know us know what I'm talking about. And um, no lie, we're like an hour north of here, right, almost. He pulls me back with a rope all the way back to the house on the interstate, isn't that the dangerous thing in the world? I was thinking about that later. I was like, he pulled me with a, with a rope 
all the way back home for an hour. <laughs> Me and my girlfriend. I mean, anyway, I was like, this is crazy. But we did make it back safe, thank the Lord, right? And, but the reason why I brought that up is because we can't anticipate things happening. Things are going to happen in your life, and you will be best prepared, but it's still going to happen. Why? Because that's the way life is. And what's really awesome is the Bible has something to say about it. Now, here's the time if you're taking notes to be ready to copy down what I say. This is my, I call it Twitter-worthy line. Y'all ready? You see, I believe that greatness isn't measured by the absence of failure, but by the character formed through it. Now, I'm going to say it one more time because I know I got some middle schoolers in here. I believe that greatness is measured by the absence of failure, but by the character formed through it. And what's really awesome is the Bible backs this, this up. In fact, James 1, 2, and 3 says this, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. But you probably already know what I'm trying to teach you today, that you're going to face challenges. Why? Because you're human. Did you know your age don't really matter either? Listen, Isaiah 40, 30 says, even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. You see, I could go on days and days about some of the dumb mistakes that I personally made and setbacks that I've had since I've graduated school. Irrational relationship choices. Unwise financial decisions. Hurtful words spoken. Helpful words unspoken. Failed ventures. Untried adventures. But that's nothing new. I'm not the only one that's experienced challenges. If you look around at the people you admire the most and you seek to maybe emulate the ones that you strike to be like they've experienced challenges and yet, guess what? These people that you look up to have made through as well. Why? Because failure through Christ becomes a seedbed of greatness through the transformation of our character. I I want to repeat that one as well. Because failure through Christ becomes a seedbed of greatness through the transformation of our character. Listen to this. Will you let your struggles define you or will you lean into Jesus and soar? I want to read through um, a passage of the Bible. I shared just verse 30 a minute ago, but I want to read this to you. It's important. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary. As his understanding, no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary. And young men stumble and fall. But. Now, the most important word in this passage is that word right there. But. And no snickering, middle schoolers. I hear y'all over there. He just said, but. You see, seriously, this but is the most powerful preposition that precipitates praise. It's the most important word of this passage because of what it does. It says, but, 
those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. You notice that the entire passage, it does not say that we will get away of life without, without challenges. See, a lot of times I talk to students and they're, they just turn their lives over to Christ and they're like, Pastor Chris, I got saved last Wednesday. It was awesome. I felt like I could swim through and walk through a wall. You know, I can do all this. And he says, and then I went to school the next day and this happened. I went to, I even went home that night and boom, this happened. And I say, guess what? That's exactly what the devil wants to do. You see, when you, are at your, when you are at a point in your life where you can make damage to the hell's prosperity, it puts a big bullseye on who you are. And that's what I tell him. I said, look, as soon as you got saved, the devil's mad at that point. See, when you wasn't saved, he was like, oh, it's all right. He, he ain't going to do nothing for the Lord. You know, he's, he's in one of my crew. But as soon as you get saved and you start telling people that you love Jesus and that you're saved, guess what happens? The bullseye hits you. And see, what happens too is when you start becoming a threat to hell, that's when the devil is going to fight the hardest. I like to say the bullseye gets bigger, right? Because see, the devil don't like it when you start sharing the gospel to your friends. The gospel don't like, I mean, the devil don't like it when you start telling people the right way to do things instead of the wrong. When you start kind of bucking the world system and you start making waves, he don't like it. So he's going to throw some wrenches in the situation. He's going to throw something at you. But I'm here to tell you we all grow tired and weary we all stumble and fall. We all experience setbacks and failures. It's all part of being human. You are not alone. For instance, listen to this. I looked this up. Did you know that Oprah Winfrey was fired from her first TV job? Steven Spielberg was rejected twice by the prestigious USC School of Cinematic Arts. Thomas Edison's teachers said that he was too stupid to learn anything. Walt Disney, this blew me away, was fired from one of his first jobs because he lacked imagination and had no good ideas. <laughs> Michael Jordan didn't make his high school varsity team and the coach told him to find another sport to be a part of. He did have no talent. See, we all face obstacles. We all face things. It's a good thing that greatness isn't measured by the absence of failure, but the character to be f that you form through it. Otherwise, we would not have many of the major leaders in our church. Oh, do you want to know about those? Well, listen to this. Adam and Eve fell to temptation and sin, yet God used them to start the human race. Jacob swindled and manipulated for his place in the family, yet God made him the father of the nation of Israel. Moses, who was full of excuses and could not speak, had a speech impediment, he stage fright, yet God used him to be the leader of the nation of Israel. King David, who was too small for battle, failed in adultery and murder, and yet he beat Goliath and was remembered at the end of his life as a man after God's own heart. Solomon, who had a weakness for women, 
was made to be one of the wisest men to ever live. Peter, who denied Jesus at the most critical moment in all of history, was restored by Jesus and became the rock of the church. Paul, who was filled with murderous hatred for Christians and yet was chosen by God to be saved and used as one of the foundational leaders of the Christian church. You see, no matter where you find yourself, no matter what kind of situation you think you're in, if you have God on your side, you can become and do anything. I hope you see this clearly. Greatness is not measured by the absence of failure, but by the character formed through it. From experience, I've learned that if you walk alone apart from Jesus, you stumble, you fall all through your circumstances. But if you walk with Jesus, you will soar. And graduates, as you go through this graduation season, and as you enter a new and exciting season of life, I want you to remember this word to you. Isaiah 40, 31 says, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. My challenge to you today is don't let situations define who you are. Don't let things around you define who you are. Don't let them push you into a narrative that maybe the world has for you. But believe what God says about you. Believe what God has for you. Believe what God's word says about you. In the second song, one of the lyrics stood out to me. It said, there's a lion inside of you. And the first thing that popped up in my mind is Lion of Judah. And I don't know, I've watched some YouTube videos and I've seen some things where lions do some crazy, crazy, awesome stuff. And I don't know if you've actually heard a lion roar in real life, but it could shake you to your core. Because I was at, the, I, was at um, I believe it was Texas when I was just a teenager and I can still remember it today just like it was yesterday. And one of the lions was mad at one of the other lions, right? And he, let, he just yelled out this roar and my heart skipped a beat. Wasn't even, I didn't even know what was going on, but I could hear it. I was in the den, you know, the lion's den area. And he roared at this other lion. And when he did it, I mean, my heart is like immediately a little bit of fear gripped, gripped me. Well, while we were singing the song, it said, Lion of Judah, you know, there's a lion inside of you. I don't want, I immediately, I told uh, Miss Sheila down there, I said, it's crazy because I'm sitting in this and all this is going through my mind. Now this is for some of you that don't know what I'm talking about. In Lion King, how many people remember when the little lion went into the hyena's territory, right? And I know some of you laughing, but this it's, is great. This is gonna be good because the Lord gave it to me. Um, <laughs> so the lion goes into the hyena's territory, right? And then he realizes he's there. And um, he roars, and they all start laughing because it was a puny little roar, right? And then um, he realizes that he didn't make an impact with his roar, so he's, 
And he roars again, but this time, Big Daddy's behind him and roars at the same time. And everybody runs, and he's like, whoa, you know, that was amazing. Well, there was two things that God pointed out while I was sitting there. One, realize whose you are. See, what if that lion went into the hyena's area and realized that, oh my goodness, I'm here, and he starts running out. He didn't do that. And I challenge you, the Lord don't want you running out of the situations that you find yourself in your life. Even if it seems bleak because of whose you are. He knew it. So he stood up, he said, I'm going to roar. Just like my dad would do. Stand up in your situation and get ready to roar. And the next point, I'm sorry I'm crying because I just love this. If you do it knowing who you are. And what authority you have, not your own, but in the daddy. He's going to make sure you're successful. Just like that little lion, when it roared the second time, he roared with it. Well, let me tell you something. He'll roar with you too. Your Savior is not going to forsake you in the middle of the hyena's den of your life. He's going to roar for you. I just challenge you to not be afraid to do it. Don't let your struggles define you. Instead, lean into Jesus and soar. If you go close your eyes and bow your heads. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this time together. Lord God, I'm thankful for your anointing, for your power and your words. Your words are life. And today, Lord God, I I pray over our graduates. I pray over the people here. I even pray over the parents of these graduates, Lord God, because I know some of these are struggling. But Lord God, let us understand that nothing surprises you. You're God. And you're there. And Lord God, I, I pray that you help us to understand that with you, we can soar. Lord God, we love you, we praise you, we give you all glory and honor in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. Now I know that some of you are going, is he done already? This is amazing. Yes, I am, because I know the graduates listen and sit to long convocations, so I didn't really want to do that to them today. I just challenge you to go and have a wonderful day, Lord's Day today, okay? Be blessed. Yes, ma'am.